The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. Welcome, moms, dads, kids. So grateful that you guys tune in, and I hope that uh, today's show is going to be a blessing to you, that you've tuned in for a reason. We're going to give away a book, a really cool book. People love personality tests. We're going to give away a book. But more than that, uh, let me just ask you a little question about what's going on in your life. Do you have some big issues with your kids that you wish somebody else would just fix for you? Maybe if somebody told you that you could get some free counseling, for one or two of your biggest parenting issues, would you take it? I mean, I would like free counseling. Lord knows I need it, not just for my parenting. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We've got our counselor for moms in the house. We're going to take some phone calls. She's going to address some things like nagging and your kids' personalities and how to deal with different personalities. Because look, we're here to encourage you. We're here to help you. That is why Channel Mom exists. So I hope you stick around to get your parenting questions answered and you can call in. We'll give you the number to call in and ask your particular question to get some help. In the meantime, though, stay tuned for more Channel Mom right after 60 seconds from our amazing sponsors. The Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, are we ever. By the way, Lincoln, you know, the car company, I think they stole our branding. They they have a we're here for you. <laughs> My friend just no bought a Lincoln way. and she sent it to me and it says, we're here for you. And I thought, oh, they must listen to Channel Mom. <laughs> By the way, I'm not slandering Lincoln. I don't really believe that, but it is curious. We have the same. We didn't take it from them. Great minds um, think alike. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank you for calling what? Is behind Channel Mom, Great Minds. Okay, so we like to do this little thing called Mom Market Mentions. So we like to welcome our moms from different markets across the country. Of course, we're always grateful for our moms here in Denver and also Little Rock. But today, let's recognize the moms of Barber County, Kansas, and the moms in Southeast Alabama. So grateful to have you guys on board today. Thank you for listening to Channel Mom. Look, my hope always is that as you plug along doing all of the things that mothers need to do to try to raise your children well, that 
that you can tune into us and feel encouraged and feel helped and feel understood and feel cheerleaded and, and just know that we know how important you are and how important your job is. I recently got an email from a precious woman named Kathleen, and she said, thank you for striving to encourage moms and dads and grandparents too with your informative program. And she says she's praying for us. And I thought, you have no idea, people, how much that means to me to hear that we're making an impact in somebody's family yes. and that we're helping them. So if you ever want to email us and let us know how we're helping you, I'd be so honored. Channel mom at Gmail, or you can give us a shout out on Facebook or you know Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We're always findable at Channel Mom. That's where we're at. Uh, all over social media. Okay, so this is going to be a fun show. We're going to give away something. We're going to answer your questions. My dream has always been for Jamie to come on as our counselor for moms and just be here available for you for free counseling. I mean, we all know right. counseling costs a lot. It it's does. like $100 or whatever it is an hour, you know. More than uh, that. More than that, $150, <laughs> $200, $300 an hour like an attorney. Um, and today you get it for free. And Jamie's going to come on at the end of every month, the last Friday of every month, that's how we're going to try to schedule it, where she's going to answer your questions. So Today, we're going to take callers. This is the number, 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. If you're listening on a Saturday, you can always email us your question, and we can take it the next time. It's channelmom at gmail. Okay, so um, I'm going to kick it off just to inspire other people with questions and, and help them think, oh, my gosh, I need to ask this question. It's been something that's been bugging me in my household. I'm going to start off with asking you a question, um, and here it is. It's the nagging thing. My BFF and I were talking the other day, and our kids are getting older. We've got kids in our 20s and kids in their late teens. And we were lamenting the fact, and, and my girlfriend's pretty blunt, and she says, our kids are lazy. They're just lazy because all they want to do is be on their phones and look at their screens, and they're just lazy. And it's so hard to get them to do chores because I was lamenting to her about it being difficult to get my kids to clean up and help. I, I posted a picture of my son's bedroom on Facebook and how atrocious it was, and that I thought I would fall to my death as I walked through it. So I was saying, and she was observing, we don't want to be nags. And yet it's very hard, I think, in this day and age to get our kids away from all the distractions, away from all the digital stuff, and and away from everything that they would rather do than help and rather do than their chores. And, and I think we have a particular conundrum. So I was thinking about the nagging thing. And my kids do call me a nag. They say, Mom, you're nagging again. <laughs> so I found the best nag that I could find on the Internet because I thought most moms and some dads would identify with this. So let's go with the best mom uh, in the nagging department. Do it, okay? Yeah, you can. For real! Teal, I'm serious. Now I'm really getting upset. You need to turn off that TV. You know what? If you do not turn off that TV, I am going to ground you for three months. You know what? I'm gonna take all your toys and I'm gonna give them to the poor. You're never going to school again. Why don't you listen to me? Why doesn't anybody ever listen to me? <laughs> So she was throwing a fit. <gasps> she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> and I have to say, I don't know that I've said those same things, but I've been there a couple of times, at least in my life, where I thought, oh, I can't take it. Yeah. Why does no one listen? Why does nobody perform? Yeah. And and they, in this particular video, were talking about moms will go to reasoning, they'll go to threatening, and then they'll go to losing it mm -hmm. uh, or bribing sometimes. Right. So, so for the modern mom, how do we deal with... Uh, trying to get our kids to obey, to do chores, to work, to get past the laziness, past the distractions without nagging. Right. You know, one of the things that I recommend is starting a conversation with your teen or your other kids, because this works with many ages, and starting like this. I've noticed 
da, 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 da. What is it that you've noticed? What have you observed? What is the behavior you're seeing? What's the problem? And if you start with, I've noticed, and you kind of give a little description, then follow that with, what's going on? Oh, so I've noticed, mm-hmm. so so that they're not doing their chores. Can you I, say I've that noticed, you're not doing your chores? I've noticed you've been sitting in your room using your phone a lot, but the chores are left undone. What's going on? Really? That friendly about it? Start this friendly. It's going to throw them off, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, it's going to put the ball in their court. You've noticed something, and now they need to come up with some sort of response. Okay. Okay, well... Um, I get home and I'm tired and I just want to unwind in my bedroom. I can imagine one of my teens coming up with Yeah, my daughter like would say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so are you feeling a little overwhelmed or you're, you say you need to unwind? Say more about that. Well, I, I'm tired. I've been at school all day. I just want to come home, play games on my phone and not be bugged. I don't want to talk. I just want to be alone. Okay. That gives you something to work with. Okay. okay. So it sounds like what you need is a little bit of alone time. Okay, well, you need some alone time, and yet we need to make sure the chores get done. So I wonder how we can factor in both of those things. We had a similar kind of discussion in our house, and I felt like I was going crazy because when they got home from practice, it could be after dinner time. They still had to eat. They still had to do homework. They obviously wanted that phone time, and chores had to be done. So I could drive my nuts, myself nuts, <laughs> I could drive myself nuts waiting until I was ready to go to bed to see if the chores had been done. And I found myself feeling quite anxious. Like, have you done your chores? Have you done your chores? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yet? And I finally just thought, this which is, is nagging in the end, it which is, is nagging. Yeah, it may sound pleasant, but it's still nagging. <laughs> and so we decided in our house, chores had to be done by 830. So that gave them from seven until 830 to eat have a little bit of alone time, play some games on their phone. But I had the assurance that at 8.30, they would come and check in and say chores are done. And you wouldn't have to ask? No. And like if 8.30 comes and they haven't checked in, then they know that the following day there's a consequence, whether it's the phone stays home or they earn an extra chore, whatever it is, you decide on that in this conversation. But you have to follow through on that consequence, or then you're going to find yourself you nagging. Yeah, that's right. And so, so you establish in this conversation, okay, chores need done, you need some alone time. What if we agree that by 830, you will come and just check in and, and I can know your chores are done. And then before 830, I'm not going to ask you at all. I can't ah. check with you. I can't check with you. But if 830 comes and you haven't checked in, you and I both just know that quietly there will be a consequence. And we don't have to discuss that either. That is beautiful. Thank you for your wise advice. Jamie is a licensed counselor, so she knows what she's talking about. And I, I, what I love about that is is now we're asking them a question. Even if they're six, they can be six or 16. You're asking them, okay, so what's going on that this is happening, that you're misbehaving or that you're not whatever. And we don't have to say it that way, but that you're not following the behavior I've right. asked or that you're not doing the chore that I've asked. And then they get a chance to have their voice heard and, and you're respecting them. And they're saying, well, this is how I feel. And then you can come to a compromise, That's right. but that compromise has consequences. And then they know you're not going to nag because right. in the end, if it doesn't get done, there will be a consequence and no right. nagging involved. And which, it can be heartbreaking nagging. I mean, until 830, oftentimes I'm like, it's seven o'clock, it's 730, yeah. it's eight o'clock. I haven't seen anybody doing yeah. chores. Yeah, you got to stand back. I have to remind myself. It's not 830. Okay. So we have a caller. Uh, her name is Misty. And I think she has a question for you. So uh, welcome to Channel Mom, Misty. Go ahead with your question for Jamie, dear. Thank you. Hi, Jamie. Hi. So I was wondering, what are some ways to help my child get more organized if this is not a natural strength for them? 
That is a great question. How old is your child? Um, nine. I'm, I I'm sorry. I have two. Okay. Nine, nine and 11. Nine and 11. Okay, great ages. And yes, organization can be an issue at any age, but I think we especially see issues around that time. I think in school, things start to become a little bit more demanding and they have to start remembering things on their own. Do you find that the organization is more with school-related things or is it like in remembering your coat, your books, things like that? It is all-encompassing. Well, and, and are, do you homeschool or do you send your kids to public school? homeschool. Okay. okay, very good. Then I want to yeah, try I mean, to make some specific recommendations okay. for that. Um, well, can I just interrupt? Sure. Very briefly, Misty, can you just give a couple of sentences to Jamie about how that expresses itself, this unwillingness to, to get organized and to, and to do the work that needs to be done in school? Um, well, we do do like a community day one day a week. So he does is required to like bring things and stuff for that. So I kind of have to keep kind of reminding him to keep those things together so that he remembers to bring that, um, but then also just in kind of keeping his room, like in a, I mean, we've provided um, containers and boxes and stuff to kind of keep that, like everything has a place. But just kind of keeping up with that organization with that as well. And I think because I think you also wrote this down in advance and you sent it to us, Misty. Uh, you 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 want to prevent nagging, which is what we were just talking about. No mom Correct. wants to be a nag. Um, <laughs> j- just just for everybody's edification, I did look up the definition of the word nagging, and here it is: of a person constantly harassing someone to do something. And that's how we begin to feel, and that's how our kids feel. And harassment is no way to have a relationship with your kids. So continue on, Jamie. Very good, because none of us really want to nag. I mean, our kids may think we like it. We don't. No, we don't. It we doesn't don't. feel good. And so I think organization is a big thing. A couple things I would like to suggest is making things visible for them, whether it's a checklist, whether it's a photo. If you have something that you go to regularly, say on every Wednesday morning, you know you go to this co-op or this group, then on Tuesday night, establish that checklist. It might even be something that you can laminate or post by their bedroom door. Maybe it's by the door that he can see before he leaves your home. But what is that checklist? If he has something that he can go to and on his own reference that then he has that list of everything that's needed. And it gives you the assurance that those items are somewhere and he's held accountable for those things. And it might take going to that co-op or that next meeting if he doesn't having things, have all of the things he needs, seeing what happens when I don't have them all. Yeah. And I think that to Do you me rescue is a real him? challenge. Do you rescue him in those situations where he's not organized, Misty? Mm, it's probably 50-50. There okay. are times when I've kind of let him sort of um, feel the ramifications from that. And and some kids truly have real memory issues, you know, whether it's executive functioning kind of skills where maybe their time management is poor, their organization skills are poor, their memory recall is poor. You kind of have to measure, is this something that I would expect for a, a boy or a girl this age, or is it something beyond that? If it's beyond that, it could relate to executive functioning skills and deficits that they may have there. If you feel like it still falls within that range of normal, it can be very helpful to make things just very obvious to them. If you want his room to look a a certain way, help him clean it up one day. And at the end of cleaning it all up, take pictures of what that looks like. 
And then you could laminate those, you could post those, you could put them inside his closet door, somewhere where he can go back and all you have to do is say, check yourself. And he has something he can go back to and check himself. Does my room look like this picture? Well, no, I still have blocks on the floor. Or, nope, there's still, you know, clothes on the floor. And and you may even have to, you know, have that same kind of conversation that we talked about a little bit ago. You know, I've noticed when we go somewhere, you oftentimes don't have the items we need. What's going on? And he might have some answers for you as to why he's struggling with organization. Maybe he's overwhelmed. Maybe he can't remember what all he needs from time to time. Maybe he just gets distracted. Maybe morning times are really hard and he doesn't wake up well. Whatever he indicates as his reason for that gives you something to work with. Yeah, and and Jamie was talking about this, Misty. I don't know if you were able to listen before you called in, but but a way to stop a mom from nagging, and she's schooling me on this because I don't want to be a nagging even though my kids are older, um, is to stop and ask a question. And then the child feels heard, and then you've got something to work with in in the area of compromise where if you say to your son or daughter, um, this is the situation, no, I'm noticing this what's going on then he has the ability to say well this is what's going on and then you can work with that and say okay well how about if we proceeded in this way would this make you feel better right does that help at all misty yeah it does okay thanks so much for calling yeah thank you for calling dear and you can certainly call anytime i have one other kind of like side note or question kind of along the same lines of that please do Um, make it somewhat quick because we've got one more caller waiting okay um is there a tip for having structure with a more laid back personality? That can be a that can be a real challenge, especially as you're dealing with laid back personalities. Again, I would say try to develop something that they can see, whether it's a schedule they follow on paper, something that they are accountable to holding themselves to. Because when they sense that the environment is going to be laid back or your approach is going to be laid back, it's so easy for them to get easily overwhelmed. So if they know what those expectations are, if they can see pictures on a, on a timeline of what's going to happen first, second, third, if it's words that they respond to, something, whether it's schedule or timeline, that they can follow what those expectations are. And then, you know, that might even be another discussion. You know, I want these things to flow well. So when they do, we get to do fun things. When we don't, what happens then? Yeah. Great questions, Misty. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Dare. I really appreciate it. Okay. We also have Sharice on the line. We might have to time for one more caller. If you've got a question, a pressing question, and you want some counseling help from Jamie, it's free. It doesn't cost you $200 an hour. 303-873-1935. She's our counselor for moms. We're so grateful she's here. And I believe we have another caller on the line. And this time it's Sharice. Welcome to Channel Mom, Sharice. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jamie. It's Sharice. Hi. (laughs) So go ahead and ask your question. Okay, thank you so much. Well, Jamie, I heard that you are an expert at parenting with personality. Oh, thank you. And I have. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I love talking all things personality. That's right. Um, just because <laughs> I'm the type of person, I do not like conflict. Oh, <laughs> um, I understand. Same yeah. here. <laughs> it, it wears me out, and I just feel like um, sometimes there's a lot of conflict in our house. So we have three daughters. Okay. They're all all in elementary school, ages 11, 8, and 6. Okay. My 11 and 6-year-old are more the powerful okay. moments, I guess. Okay. And my middle one is more like me. So um, my specific question for you is my 11-year-old. We, we feel like she is starting to enter a new phase. 
Right. Uh, that happens at 11. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, she has always been the type of personality. I mean, she's just so strong and confident, and I love that about her. But it's starting to tip the scale, I feel, toward disrespect. Um, and, and is your and, personality, Cherise, one that's more peaceful and, and non-confrontational? And so when she's doing this, does, does it make you feel sort of out of control? You don't know how to respond because it's not natural for you to rise up? I mean, can you just briefly explain that before you ask your question? Okay. So, yes, I am more of a peaceful, um, more laid back. I don't like conflict. And I'm just completely shocked because I was not like that. Right. <laughs> Probably daughter. some of the things uh, that come out was... of her mouth you couldn't dream of saying, right? Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she has always been one to just kind of voice her opinion. You know, if she got in, in trouble or, you know, something like younger years, she she would follow through, like, if she hadn't cleared her plate from the table or something. Um, and she'd get in trouble from it. She would still clear her plate, but she would let you know she was not happy about it, right? Right. Um, so now it's transitioning, and it's starting to be a little bit more sass. Um, she has, you know, been a little bit more vocal, like, toward her sisters. Like, well, we don't have to listen to that mom. Oh, so how can yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts my feelings, number one. Yeah. And then it also makes me feel so completely shocked and... I don't like feeling um, out of control because that that just that rubs me as much the wrong way as conflict does. You know oh, what I mean? Yes, yeah, and absolutely. absolutely. It's all well said. So let me let Jamie because we only have four minutes left, Cherise. Let me let Jamie um, address it about how you can deal with that as a peaceful personality dealing mm-hmm. with a strong-willed personality. Go ahead. I absolutely understand. We've had this issue in our house with my peaceful personality and some of our stronger personalities. And some of the things that I have tried is if you get in a conversation where it's feeling like maybe her power and control is growing and you're feeling like things are less peaceful, pause the conversation. It is always okay to look at your child and say, I need to pause this and we need to come back later. It will give them the time to calm down and then it will allow you the time that you want to think through what it is you want to say. I don't know if you've heard the rest of the show, but I would also encourage what we've talked about previously by having the conversation that says, I've noticed that sometimes when you speak, it comes out really strong. Sometimes what you say even feels hurtful or offensive or disrespectful. And I'm not sure that that that's what you would really desire or want. What's going on? And hear from her what she might be feeling or what she might be experiencing. Sometimes what they come up with is not what we would imagine, but it gives us our starting point on how to then talk through, this is what my expectation is, and and what is it that would factor in how you're feeling with what I expect, so how can we create something that we can carry out, whether it's speaking respectfully, what the consequence will be if you don't speak respectfully. You know, in our house, we even have to talk about body back talk, because I know what you're talking about. In, in 11-year-old girls especially, they're starting to kind of pull away and want to become independent, and there's this attitude that kind of comes with it. And whether it's, you know, a slam of a door or a huff or rolling of the eyes, just saying, you know, we need to, to be aware of even our body back talk. So if I see this, this is going to be our buzzword, you know, come up with in this conversation, a simple buzzword. If I say hoot or I say buzz, you're just going to know that I'm seeing one of those things we've talked about that's disrespectful, unkind or hurtful. 
you know, it might even be just saying, hey, can you do that over? Because I don't think you meant to come across and, that And way. let me just briefly interject, and and because uh, I want Sharice's question to be fully answered. Um, Sharice, the great thing about Jamie's technique is that it pulls back from the thing we want to do, which is to, well, that we feel like we maybe should do, which is to nag or to confront. And instead, you replace that with a question or a pause. You so gather in the last, information. Yeah, you gather information. They get to be heard. And then you respond. You you take That's some right. time. And then you respond. And if the child continues to kind of resist, is there a next step? Absolutely. If they, obviously, when we set that expectation of what we want to see, then then they know what you expect and the consequence that comes if they don't do that. And then we have to follow through on that consequence. You know, if you roll your eyes or you slam your door, I'm going to ask for your phone and the phone will be mine until tomorrow morning or, you know, whatever you come up with that works for your child. But there has to still be that consequence if that level of respect isn't held. Yeah. And Sharice, thank you for calling in because you were so patient and waited so long. You are the winner of Jamie's book, The Yuzu, which is a child uh, children's personality assessment as well as a parenting resource. You can look your child up in this. You can take the test and figure out who she is exactly and how to respond to her. And there's parenting so, tips in there. Yeah. So stay on the line and give Richard your uh, address and we'll send this you and thank you i'm sorry we have to let you go but thank you so so much for calling sharice yay thank you guys so much thank this you awesome. thank and you. message me anytime awesome i love her enthusiasm god bless you okay uh thank you so much for listening today and now is when i come to that part that i always come to at the end of a show and that is to say i know that you work hard to raise your babies well and please know that you are important just because you're a mom you're raising up that next generation and the whole world's counting on you and god has given you the gifts of raising those children so thank you for all you do how hard you work even when you don't feel noticed i'm here to thank you. Thanks for all you do. And check us out at channelmom.com. Tell people about us, uh, our podcast, our radio show, and how they can get help from our various outreaches and ministries. And they can pray for us. They can give to us. Whatever they want to do to come alongside. Channelmom.com. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful weekend. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.